Hello, it's Coach Aaron Saft, the Running is Life podcast. I really have a great guest today. Um, <laughs> all of them are great, but um, Jason Green um, definitely is a kindred spirit um, as a runner, as a person, as an RD. Uh, we share a lot of the same views, um, opinions, which is uh, is great to have a conversation with him. And kind of you know work through some of this stuff uh, just in our sport in general, um, as we ourselves run races, as uh, you know Jason continues to RD and my experience with RDing um, technology in our sport, you know everything. We just we had a great conversation. I, I really I hope you enjoy this one, and uh, you know please um, let us know what you think. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to get through this conversation here with Jason and afterwards I'll catch up with you guys. Um, a lot has transpired since uh, the last episode. So look forward to that. But, uh, until then enjoy this conversation with Jason Green. Uh, Jason, good morning. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no. I, I was thinking about all the time that we've known each other over a decade or so. And <laughs> right. uh, uh, I feel like the last time I saw you, like I was coming up this four service road and you were like flying <laughs> uh, down the hill to the finish at um, uh quest for the crest 50k uh, like to win that man yeah you re- I, I was thinking about the last time i saw you at a race you're just killing it <laughs> oh thank you man. thank you um yeah you know and and actually um even before we met this is actually how i i learned about jason green is um i put on a race here called yeti or not and um <laughs> somebody had said well you know uh, Jason, he puts on the Yeti races and, you know, you may have kind of a, a naming thing here w- with him. And I said, uh, who is Jason Green? <laughs> I didn't know who you were at the time. Uh, so I looked it up and saw you had all these Yeti races. And, um, you know, I, I mean, we, we never had any any beef about that. It wasn't something that I was trying to infringe upon you. But that's how I learned about Jason Green. And yeah, seeing, I, uh, I, I still owe uh, there's so many people that I owe a race to and, and yours are one of them. Cause I want to come experience the Jason green race. I have not. So. Yeah. Oh, I forgot time. about that race. <laughs> and you know that you're that race yet. You're not as that Solly, right? Like uh, uh, that was um DuPont, right? Oh, uh, DuPont. Yeah, DuPont. DuPont. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, DuPont has since kind of been really wishy-washy about events. So, um, they, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, it's all good, but um but yeah so anyway more into you um you were just before we started you were saying that you're this this coming you're going to have 11 races which is is just incredible um what really what inspires you to to put on so many races (laughs) you know i love it right like um i enjoy seeing people uh i enjoy seeing ultra running grow and i enjoy trying to lead it in the direction of you know my mentors taught me you know about ultra yeah. running and like really preserving some of this you know yeah. and i think now more than ever with the ironization of <laughs> ultra running um you know it, it's important to keep 
ultra races in the hands of ultra runners and, mm. and, and um, keep those values that we hold closely and hold them up high and, and teach the next generation, you know, who will go on to put on races and cool stuff and, and be, and keep our community welcoming to everyone, you, you know, yep, uh, no matter what. And, you, you know, the one thing I always uh, thought about ultra running is it saves a spot for for everyone no matter what yeah uh, has a spot has a spot for you yeah and, and sometimes things seem to be a little on the side of elitism right and these days <laughs> sure, and sure. uh uh so that's why i keep pushing forward i you know the more uh iron man or someone buys races the more i'll double down on them right like <laughs> i i want to hold the torch high right yeah. and oh yeah and i, yeah. I want to give people really that introductory into ultra running where they will do it for a lifetime yeah you, you know so that's my yeah. nice. that's really and, and, and i just it's so fun like it is <laughs> all the personalities like just to me like it's a day of fun yeah you know? And, and you know, hey, think, I don't ever say this a lot, like to, I'm, and I should more often. I really, the athletes I get that you train at the races really come well prepared, and, and you know, give it a, a give it a good go, right? Oh, and I notice they keep that old school ultra running in themselves too. Even they're new runners, they take responsibility for themselves right they show up trained they show up you know partly trained <laughs> you know but I, you know that there's something to be said about that like and i and i i think a lot about that right so yeah. ultra yeah. running you know kind of come evil, this ebb and flow and some sometimes people just don't want to train <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's that <laughs> oh man there, there's so many things in in what you just said um let, let's start with mentors um, yeah let's talk about some of your mentors who who are they uh, so one of my big one uh, my numero uno is uh david milner oh i'd uh, I tell people I got into ultra running was from an article okay. and uh, in a doctor's office. I, I hadn't even run like a mile then. Right. right so right. I went home and I said, I'm going to run an ultra 50 miles. That that was my, there was no 50 K. I didn't know anything about 50 K. <laughs> what so I just, 50 what miles. was the article? Just, just, to start. yeah, it was like uh, just about, it probably was Dean Carnassus running 50 miles and eating pizza, like, <laughs> you know, like that got a lot of people in the ultra running. Right. right and right, right. I, I can't recall. And so at the time in Atlanta, I lived on a state park and I would just be going out for these like short runs. I couldn't make it very far, but I had this Mississippi 50 miler was the closest 50 miler. <laughs> you remember this race? <laughs> yes. And, uh, <laughs> I would just be out there and I ran into someone named David Milner and um, he ran ultras <laughs> and uh, he was a super cool guy and he taught me everything and he was a great mentor. And one of the great things about him being my mentor is like in the eighties, he was like a stand up comic. Right. <laughs> so like every run was so fun. Right. <laughs> and you know, like, and for a while we ran, uh, you know, sometimes he would just run races with me. Like we ran the first 
uh, H9 together, you know, like nice. 11, 12 years ago, right? 50 yeah. mile. Like, like, and he was just like a cool, like it was cool. Like he made ultra running accessible, very fun, right? And he yeah. most of all taught me like a lot about the code. And like I tell people before I started, was at the starting line of my first ultra. I'd volunteered for six races, ultra races. Mm-hmm. And, and and by the time I got to the starting line of that race, I knew a, a shitload from volunteering, right? Yep. And also, I knew a shitload of people, right? It's a small yeah. community. Yeah. So when I, I had a lot of confidence because I was with people I'd helped, with people I'd worked at eight stations at, at my first starting line of my first ultra. And that was such a boost for me, right? Like... <laughs> And, and I had no, I no, I just knew I was going to finish. Right. Yeah. And that, that was it. And he always told me, it was like, you know, for every race you run, you should volunteer for two that, that, you know, this, he wrote kind of this thing out. And so I still hold that up pretty high, you know? So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, um, last year I ran this race, <laughs> you know, I was really well trained. That's a as you get older, it's fucking hard, right? Like to, to get down into those PRs that you had, you know, yeah. And man, I really crushed it. And I felt really felt good. And I got to the finish line and like no one cared. Oh. Uh, the people I didn't even know if they got my time. They didn't even look at me, right? And it wasn't yeah. like a, yeah. a road half marathon where 20 people, it was just me, and no one came for 10 minutes later. And I was oh. just like wow that's like i said you know is this the the state you know right. instead of like just putting the race on blast um you know i thought about i, I would never do that anyway because you know you a race means a lot of things to a lot of different people that are Absolutely. running it, and you should never put it down just because you had a bad experience right right but i said how can i change this so the next year this year i went and volunteered at it and i like brought all these things to finish who were like <laughs> you know going crazy and i hope <laughs> i made you know someone's day yeah. i hope someone because of that continues to run races and believe in the community you, yeah. you know i like how you changed the you know uh, the the scenario right like so so what can i do right how can yeah. i make this better so that, that and, yeah and that was really because of like you know the way you know my mentor dave in ultra running like he volunteered a lot right that's cool and like i mean he would be he and his wife would be at home like baking weird stuff for the aids <laughs> you know what i mean like just crazy stuff you know and like yeah it really to me ultra running was like i was like oh okay i get to do this race but also i can come be with the community, have a lot of fun, help runners, right? And yeah. I, I, I got the same exact satisfaction out of volunteering and helping people as I did finishing 50 miles. That's cool. And, and to me, that's what a good mentor would. And that's what, like, I want people to catch that vibe when they run a Yeti race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So, Dave, um, who else? Um uh, oh, there was a couple other people like, you know, his wife, uh, Alyssa Milner, also a real big influence on how I ran. What I did was Janice Anderson. You people might know her. She is really competitive 
ultra <laughs> right like uh, but you know she's still competitive with me at races <laughs> just again this year at mountain myths she you know get, gave me a pat and and uh and toasted me in the last five miles so she really you know helped me you know i was running ultras and you know dave and i were training a lot I was having a hard time. I could not unlock a hundred miles. Right. Mm. So she really came in and really helped me unlock that distance. Right. That's cool. Uh, uh, you know, cause at the time and, um, you know, in the alcohol industry, we were working a lot of hours and she found a way to navigate this where, you know, I could, you know, train enough, like how, and she really, scheduled these runs you know where i would go to work all day and then i would run six hours at nighttime right after right. and it really her plan really helped me unlock 100 miles That's <laughs> like, cool. and, and um and finally when you unlock it it's unlocked right <laughs> yeah, like yeah, when yeah, your brain yeah. understands that you're like okay i got a pretty good understanding of this right like because yeah. i feel like you know 50 miles 100k like pretty easy for your brain and body to figure out dependent, you know, they're, they're pretty good. But yeah. man, sometimes Jesus, yeah. like the whole world at mile, like fucking 70 or 70, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. <laughs> she was a big, big help in my, uh, ultra running, um, to, j just to move on. So really fantastic to have mentors like that in my little local community, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. The, I mean, you, you keep bringing up the word community, which you've created such an amazing community in the, uh, the Yeti army. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, it, you know, like it's obvious that, you know, running and ultra running race directing and this community has really given you joy and inspired you. Um, where did that start? Uh, I, you know, I would like to think it's, since I was a kid, I would put on like these skateboard contests behind like the Chevron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would just like invite people. I wouldn't ask the guy at the Chevron. <laughs> We'd just show up skate contests behind his place, right? Like <laughs> nice. <laughs> but the skateboard community taught me a lot about community mm. and, and um being ex how accepting the community of skateboarding is, right? Like uh yeah, uh, and so when I got into ultra running, like there was some like super, like some, like when I got into like running, like I ran in high school, cross, you know, all this out of, sure. but when I got into running and I was like the people I would come in contact with, was like some running groups, like they were really like, what can I say? It was, it was just like either you run fast or you're not part, you, you know, like I've really, you, you know yeah yeah and, and so when i found ultra running you know, it was like this huge blessing right like you yeah. know what i mean and like oh, totally. it, like it suddenly was so different right like it was like you come across the line and everybody is going crazy you know what i mean like <laughs> and, and you know uh, i still say all right at the races like um you know, say the Yeti 100, you sure. come across like the loneliest place to be is winning it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, it's just me yeah. and them in the dark. Right, right. There's, yep. there's this piece of wood. 
yes yeah right yeah but it's so awesome to see the joy that comes together like as people go home shower come back and it just builds and builds and builds right right right. and i I love that so much that every and it's a good way if you win the race you get to come back be around everyone too they get to see everyone like it's just I, i love that right so yeah yeah, I, I think, you know, from an outside observer's perspective, you make it, as you stated earlier, so accessible to all and so welcoming to all. Oh, yeah. And that's that's what I see. And that's, you know, if anyone looking to to do something similar to what you're doing in creating a community, they need to emulate because that's that's the biggest thing. You know, even in my coaching collective that I have, it's yeah, I'm welcoming to all. Like, you know, I, I don't coach a lot of elites. I just coach everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's part of it. And and you know, just being embracing of of every single person because you give, you know, probably the greatest hugs in the sport, right? That's that's part of what you're known yeah. for at the yeah. finish line. And I think that's you know what people look forward to. You know, a lot of my athletes they talk about it. I just want that Jason hug at the end, <laughs> you know, well, which is cool. Well, it's like a a like to me, like I, it's an amazing hug both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Because you spend so much time and effort preparing and putting together this race and bringing people, and you're like, as a race director, like hoping everyone's safe. You know, you're hoping everything's going well. Like yeah. you, you like really in my mind, I'm hoping everyone hits the finish line, right? Like yeah. I really do. And when people come across the finish line and they have that like just release, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Of, of, I mean, it charges me so much up and people like, I, I just love it. Like some, sometimes when I'm running a race myself, I think about that and I think yeah. about like that release at the finish and that joy. And, and some people Spanish, you know, I, I follow them usually, you know, a lot of participants and entrants on the way to before the race and some they have incredible lives and I enjoy following them. And the, the things that these individuals overcome just to get to the race and to finish, like it, I don't know. It's a, it's a huge joy in my life. It's like, it's like at the end of every race, it's like, it's, it's just amazing to me. Yeah. It's amazing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like John LaCroix, uh, Sherpa, yeah john he um he has this one race and i forgive me i can't remember the name of which one it is but he records everybody at the finish like he has uh you know his yeah his recording equipment so they can talk about their experience which i have often thought would be a great like if you just had like a separate area and just had your little recording stuff and let them yeah. because the conversations they have with us or even if they were okay with us recording those conversations when they come across the finish line to talk about what they went through not yeah. only in the race but in training to get to the finish line yeah. some of those stories are most amazing stories and like just inspiring because ah. uh, it's it's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> that's a really be. cool idea right like yeah. you know right you know it's, I, I like, I think it would be, like I said, you know, especially like you but, said, at the hundred mile finish, right? Like, yeah, oh, man. I, because right when you run a hundred miles at the end of it, you are stripped down. Mm-hmm. You've, you've thought about everything, right? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, right. Yeah. You've been you, through the range of emotions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just last year, you know, I, I ran a hundred mile and I was like, holy shit. I'm thinking about like John McGuire to 
uh, waited on me in fifth grade to fight me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it was so weird. <laughs> it, it truly unlocks memories that, um, uh, that's why I like ultra running. It really, a lot of that, it unlocks those memories. So I would be, in, I, I would like to know what the hell I would say at the end of 100 miles, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. I, I can, you know, a few times this summer after the Grand Slam, I can, you know, just remember <laughs> just the, the raw emotion, you know, um, yes. of the finish, you know, like just you're so overwhelmed by everything and the experience and how tired you are um so yeah it's 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 pretty incredible um you know when you look at your uh, your 100 mile experiences um and I, I oftentimes like to ask guests this but when you get into those moments where you're you know you're you're having a hard time it's you know you're tired and you're like looking for something to inspire you to keep moving forward where does your mind and heart go you know a lot of it comes from like a lot now days it comes from like just you know i remind myself that i get out to be out here for 25 plus hours right like that's <laughs> that i find that a big privilege and i i'm able yeah. to move for that long right right and also like believe it or not like it's just a lot of i just enjoy the shit out of it right like <laughs> I'm, I, I, it's rare that i'm like you know i get like the blues but i i rem i enjoy that moment where you are just at the end of the rope right and somehow you keep going i i don't really like need to search deep because i just that's the moment where like yeah right Everything right. else in my mind is gone. Like, and I'm just in this, I'm in this perfect moment of time. Right. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I love to always find out what I'm capable of. Right. Totally. And, yep. and sometimes ultra running will take me there to this very raw place. And you're <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. I enjoy that. Like, I just like, you, you know, that moment where you're like, I can't take another step, but then right. suddenly you're five miles down the trail. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're, you're just, <laughs> like these moments you overcome right you yeah. learn a lot about your own self right like oh. what you're what you're capable of in your normal life right yeah oh um, yeah yeah and when you look at um signing up for a hundred what goes into that decision what interests you in a race what what are things that excite you like mine are mountains um yeah you, uh, you put mountains in it you you know sign me up <laughs> yeah yeah i i think that's uh i don't know what i look for like last year um i really always try to old or run like an old like one that's been around 10 20 plus years ultra you know 25 which one was last year across the years i just okay. signed up for the 100 okay and uh that that if i signed up for like 24 or 48 i would just stop uh, like you, you know when there's no yeah. no goal to it so i like needed a way to dnf but <laughs> and i went there and people are like oh you're crazy you can't run a mile loop and and right I, to me i was like this is going to be very difficult to run yeah. a mile loop all oh, your yeah. times right yeah for me too and i found it to be amazing it it was first off this really long span of the people i've known in ultra running you know the people 
that were amazing in 1988 to the people that were <laughs> amazing in 2021, right? Like, and, and just being around all those individuals and all that ultra knowledge and sharing like some conversations, it, it made the, made it go by, you know? Uh, however, I, I, I will say I, I fell victim to my watch. Like this is like the hundred mile thing. Like I was stripped so far down, like, you know, just cause we had like some storms and it was just, it was just all the things that always get thrown at you in hundred miles. Right. Like, right. and I know better than to rely on my watch for like mileage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And you know you got the best timer in the planet, Mike, <laughs> in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, you know, and uh, I was getting like, you know, when you just like, oh, I want to be done, and I'm at like mile, you know, ninety one, and I come through, and and they're like, you're at mile eighty eight, <laughs> right? And <laughs> like, I knew I was like, my my brain was so fried that I was like, Mike, you got to check the back. Like, I was like, something is wrong. Something is wrong. <laughs> and, you know, that's how, and I tell people at my race, I'm like, like even the Yeti 100 certified course, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and people still come up with 98 miles, 103 <laughs> sure. miles, right? Like, they're, right. you know, it's watches. Yes. But I always of say, course. hey, don't, don't do that. And then the shit happened to me, right? So I get a taste <laughs> of my own medicine. And then now I have like a really good understanding of what happens in your brain, right? Yeah, like you're totally. like, yeah, no way. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and it was right. He was right. And I just said, and then I was like, I, I know better than to rely on this watch, right. you know, for yeah, totally. something other than an approximation of miles at that point and just kind of keep pace. Right. I use oh, a yeah. lot of for pace, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they was uh, a recent episode um, in trail runner nation. Um, are you a podcast listener? You know, not ultra running, <laughs> believe it or not, or trail running, <laughs> that, believe it or not. That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> and it, it's not for everybody. That's for sure. But um, they had a really good episode about patience and um, it's um, what, you know, what the point was, was that, you know, if we're staying present, then, you know, we're, we're being patient. Whereas like, you know, if we're thinking into the future, obviously we're not staying in motion or staying in the moment and we're not staying patient, but the hardest part is when you're in the moment and don't want to be in the moment, right? Like you want to be that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, and that's what we need to learn is to be patient, right? Everybody always yes. says be present, stay in the moment. It, what that really comes down to is being patient, right? So like, yeah, you know, yeah. working on our patience, which is the <laughs> toughest thing as a human being, uh, to, you know, to, to work on our patience because we are, you know, obviously a society of instant gratification. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, and it's, and more now than ever, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Yes, Me yes. too. I'm like this video oh, yeah. lasted more than 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. Like, Oh man, this article is like two pages. Oh my gosh. Like, how am I going to get through this? How, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I really agree with that is a really good uh, statement that you're on patience I, I i agree you know like it's, yeah. it's yeah. Um, our our sport is you know it is a lesson in patience that's yes. and that's what it comes down to is how patient are you you know how your ability to stay patient and think through the moment what will you do now right to help you later you know like a lot of times we ask ourselves like why am i doing this right now and we're asking ourselves the wrong question right it's what should i be doing right now so so yeah. that you know i can you know move on and 
you know get to that later point. Um, but <laughs> we oftentimes don't ask ourselves the no. right question. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So what? Um. There, you know, two part question here. What's yeah. uh, what's your favorite race as an RD that you put on, and what's your favorite race that you have run? And you know, it, it can be. Yeah. Cool, you know, it's it's yeah, it's tough for me for the races I put on. Like, um, I I. I like this weekend was the Yeti snake bite. It's like the 11th year. Mm. And I think about all the first timers that come through there and I really like it. But then I like like damn Yeti is point to point goes to a brewery and it's just like really good time. Like I, yeah. it's a really hard for me to put because they each one has their own personality. Right. And yeah, yeah totally. And you never know when you're putting on a race, like what will stick, you know, our new one up in my, in Virginia, my hometown, Troublesome Hollow, like that one turned out to be this really fun one. And I had a lot of deep connections for people who came and that's probably like my whole family, you know, we're generations from up there in Virginia, right? Or like, right. And they all came out and worked aid stations and they had like this great <laughs> time, right? Like, and uh, <laughs> so that became, that one like really shot to the top because my entire family, my aunts, my, you know, from, yeah. Yeah. typical Appalachian family like you know my mom's part of like nine kids you know what I mean and like <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I really enjoyed them like coming out and and welcoming them to where we've called home for generations and and, and being very open arms about it in, in Appalachia and I, I I it really stuck with me a little bit last year so nice but that's cool but, one of my favorite races, like I said, I always try to run one that's been around a long time. I think you get every year I try to run a race, you know, 20 years old, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's been around. I think you get a look back at our history of ultra running for a race that's been around that long because it really don't change off of its thing. And I think it's really cool and really awesome mm-hmm. and fun, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, um, I do like mountain mist a whole damn bunch. Like, <laughs> uh, Oh, I got my 10 year jacket. So that's how oh, much wow. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, um, I, I do like that race and I think it's because it's like a January race and I'm not too trained in January. Right. And it's yeah. like, everybody else is in the same boat as me. We've come off like a year, you know, everybody's yeah. run that fall to winter hundred or big race. And you kind of take some time off and we all come into that January, like, uh, just not, not very trained. And we all like just <laughs> hurt through a 50 K out there. Yeah. It's fun. Right. The way yeah. you started the year with everybody. So that's one of my favorite races. Cool. Um, have you done you the know, dominion? I have not that I have to tell you, like I need to, because everyone's like, you know, old school old school old you know school. what i mean old yeah school <laughs> yeah yeah when you said that that's the first race that like well, popped into my head you know super old race and yeah. super old school like you know is like you know when i was out there and um you know i'm, I'm kind of stuck having a panic attack and you know just kind of trying to work my way to the aid station realizing there ain't nobody coming to save me <laughs> and no, getting no. to the aid station. They don't have any way to communicate that I'm having a panic attack. No. I was like, this race may be a little too old school. Yeah. Um, you know, we, for, we, for we might, 
I've seen some photos of the aid stations and I love it. Like they might yeah. have some cookies out there. Right. Might. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, like they, uh, they have, they have just kept it the way it's always been, which is cool, you know? Oh, well, 100%. It's like when I look at the people who just in the early days of Western States, mm. they'll just have like some weird hydration thing and like yeah. just yeah. cotton sock <laughs> syrup like, bottles taped yeah. to their hands, <laughs> like literal gym socks on yep. road yeah, shoes, totally. yeah. like, like real gym shorts, like, gym shorts. <laughs> And they would just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and I I often look at those photos and I'm like, shit, did we make it too complicated? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we've got like grills set up now at aid stations. Oh, yeah. Same. Like, right. I have people rolling avocado wraps now. I know. I mean, I look at, I look at those old photos and, you know, I have got to run with Gordy a few times in my, and uh, over the years. Sure. And, and his stories about, he used to hide cans of beans out there and just <laughs> open up cans of beans and eat them. And, oh, and uh, uh, we were running this race like two years ago together and I ran up on him. And I, if I, if you ever, if you're in this and you ever see Gordy, just chill and be with him for a while. Like, and he loves, he will delve into the history and it's pretty interesting. <laughs> and we were running and I didn't notice anything. I looked and this man just was carrying a loaf of bread to eat. <laughs> I, I have a photo of him, <laughs> me and him, and he just has a loaf of bread. That's awesome. Not, no gels. Just a, loaf of bread. <laughs> just a loaf of bread. That's that is old school. <laughs> and, and the guy still makes it, right? I mean, yeah. he makes it to the not you know western anymore, but you know, but this race sure. he he made it and it was I was like man like white bread and beans does sound pretty damn good like can i do that like <laughs> yeah here i am getting mad that the pocket is not big enough for more than two gels I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very that's what i mean when you run like an old race and people come that have a lot of history yes uh like across the years that it truly yeah. is a remarkable place to get in touch with um people that's been running ultras for a, a long time you know yeah totally. and uh yeah it's i think um you know when when i was rding especially you know for hellbender i became a lot more observant of of things that were going on in races and and kind of taking you know mental notes of oh that's a really good idea do you find yourself doing that as well 100 percent. yeah and, and also the other way things that don't work don't yeah, ever yeah. do i have like a list of don't ever do this <laughs> yes, and yeah, a, yeah and a lot of it is from myself i might mm. add so you know uh, <laughs> i i here's one story is i wanted to be have the first race that had an aid station in the middle of a river <laughs> and i got so stuck on this idea right <laughs> And so I recruited my mentor, you know, David and Alyssa, uh-huh. and made them dress up as Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. <laughs> and I put this aid station in the middle of a river as a big river crossing. And I made them play oh Islands in the Stream. <laughs> <laughs> but in my blindness, like, um, I forgot about how they would get more water. It was an inaccessible aid station. So whatever they brought in was it. And guess what? The humidity was high. In Georgia, oh, man. Of course. 
So, yeah. yeah. So I take note of that. Now I see an aid station about like in ways of accessibility. Like, can we get, yes. you know, you, yeah. you know, that yeah. was like the, the moment, right? Oh, totally. Totally. L- yeah. Luckily when we ran out of water, like people, you know, t- 10 years ago were very much more understanding than they would be now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have your head. <laughs> oh, if you happened to you today, you would not survive it. No, <laughs> like, no, know. no, absolutely. They, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. Back then people were like, I'll oh, just wait till the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but, so when an idea hits you like that now, do you pause for a second and say, is this really a good idea? Oh, you... yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. You, you. I, I like to tell people somehow I became the responsible one in this life, and I, I you know, I, I've yet to understand. So you know Absolutely. what I mean. So yeah, we totally. Uh, oh my god. But yeah, I do try to look at all the things right, and yeah. I, it's hard to have one foot in the future and one foot in the past. Like yeah. it's always the thing, right? Like right. Right. And you and yeah. I both would show up and you're like, M&Ms and Gatorade. What else do you need? Right. right? Like, you're truly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, but now we understand, you know, runners need more, right? Like we yeah. needed more back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably why we're running faster these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and we needed like a little more diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Like so. Yeah. Options. Uh, yeah. yeah. And especially as people's diets change. I, I mean, uh, that, like I said, uh, like, I remember we would run these races and would come to a table of of wax Pepsi cups with Gatorade in them, and you're like bonus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yep. and and I know that we just as people it changed for good, right? It helps people finish. It's really? not you know no one did it out of of being cruel to ultra runners back then. It's just no. that's how that's how it was. was. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So and I've even seen Laz have to change. You remember I ran the first barkley fall classic and i came to an aid station and there was just individually wrapped prunes in a box on the back of a board <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome you know what i mean like, yeah, so, yeah. but but now i know that can't exist <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah no it's and i remember when i first started the the, the race that you were referring to earlier solly um that was the frosty foot and i you know it was my first year putting on an ultra the 50k yeah. And, um, you know, I, I had what you and I would term a pretty generous offering, you know, um, but people came in as like, you didn't even have PB and J's. And I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, like I didn't know how to respond. I was just like PB and J's like, you know, it never hit me. Like, and I was just like, all right. So then it was like, and then it was starting to ask like other RDs, you know, like, Hey, what do you put at your aid stations for a 50 K? Like, you know, am I that far off? Like, you know, and that's when I started really kind of expanding and talking to others about like, well, what do you do? You know, like you think you have it all figured out until like a runner comes and they're like, that sucked. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what, what didn't I do? You know? Um, but I um, agree. It's very, it's very tough. It changes so much. Right. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's why yeah. like we run races also because yep. you yep. can, like we just said, see the trends, right? Oh, like, totally. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, having Dale uh, Garland, you know, after running hard rock and coming back and looking and re and reanalyzing hellbender, you know, I, I reached out to Dale and to 
um, to Craig, you know, Thornley, because both of them have obviously so much experience. And, you know, yes. I, I kind of, I said, Hey, like, do you mind if I look at your safety plans um, and emergency medical plans and such? Yeah. Um, and they sent them, you know, not, not a question. They're like, yep, here we go. And like, you know, and like basically their whole operating plan, I, and I went through it and I was like, Oh my God, like I am not thinking of <laughs> so many things here, which oh, was wow. you know, super helpful. Um, yeah. And it's awesome that I love that people yes. in the ultra running like Craig can, yeah. And everyone can be like resources to other RDs. To yes. And, you know, yeah. Craig's an awesome guy. And he's helped me tremendously over oh, like six, seven years. Like mm -hmm. he always is good, you know, and yep. he is a great athlete, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's, and he's yeah. never DNF'd a race. That's incredible. Ever. Yeah. And uh, that's incredible. I think my favorite Craig story is like I came out to run American River. This is maybe like seven, eight years ago, 50. And it was, it's just like an old school was, you know, now it's all, it's fun. And uh, I blew up, I wasn't trained, you know, <laughs> and this, I mean, this poor man, this poor man waiting, <laughs> was at the finish line cold at the top of Auburn waiting <laughs> on me just to take me out for a beer. Like oh. <laughs> that is the community yep. that I love, right? Like, yep. um, yep. the, the yeah. you know, that the RDO Western State will yeah. wait on your slow ass so oh, he can totally. take you out for a beer. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's, that's freaking awesome. Isn't that amazing? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's like, he's just so personable, you know, like Craig, um, whether he knows you or not, he's just so friendly and personable, you know, like when I went up to grab my buckle this, um, this summer, um, you know, he pulled me aside and we had like a little, you know, moment, you know, just kind of yeah. recognizing it and, oh man, it was, it was heartwarming. You know, I've told yeah. the story before too. I was in a panel with him and we were at the, the trail running conference, which I, I, you've attended, right? The, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I was in a panel with Craig and two other RDs and I'm not going to mention the other two because the, the one just like attacked me and belittled me because of how, you know, I do things like I'm, you know, I, uh, for Hellbender, <laughs> I set up the nonprofit and, you know, I was doing, I wasn't getting paid for it, yeah. you know, for RDing and he just, attacked me because it's all about capitalism right and like craig just leans over and gently says to me i love you <laughs> and yeah yeah that you know like that struck and i was like i will do anything i can to go run western states and be a yeah. part of this man's race because it, it, you know he I, understood me and that's yeah that was and, awesome. so it's funny you say that he is he's a very humble person right that's it and like you said and to talk about that i was we were together and he was doing this like panel interview also. Right. Mm -hmm. And before it started, he, you know, the mics were on, he looked at the two people and he said, if I say anything wrong, correct me right now, right then. Okay. Like, like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that's, he has no ego. Right. Like right. he just said, right. You know, they were talking about some very controversial topics, right? Like, well, not controversial, but like just some emerging topics. Yep. And I, I was like, man, what, what a person like, yeah. Right. It was like, right. correct me right when I'm wrong. Do not right. wait. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that spoke volumes to me. Cause I was yeah. like, Oh, like, I was like, I don't like, I would might fight somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not uh, really, but no, but, but yeah, it, but, he checks his ego at the door, you know, yeah, yeah. It, he is, you know, he is definitely, I admire Craig and that that's why I reached out to him. You know, I reached out to, to multiple people that, yeah. you know, put on these like 
these tough mountain races just to kind of, you know, get a feel for their, their safety. Yeah. And, uh, and that safety plan for really variable mountain 100s has to be pretty tough, right? Like yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's a, yeah. it's a thing. I mean, you know, right. right. Yeah. Well, after that China incident, you know, it, it really should have sparked a lot more, you know, kind of prompts for people to implement yeah. a little bit more and to kind of rehash their safety plans. It, whether it happened or not, I don't know, but that, that yeah. was a, a yeah. you know, a, a red flag to me. I was like, Whoa, uh, you know, like. I, I think for the organizers and also think for the participants, you yes. need to remember the, a lot of the code is take responsibility for yourself, right? Like we yeah. have the ability to run for hours. Yeah. So, right. When we're yeah. doing training runs in the mountains and we're by ourselves for hours, like we have to have a plan, right? Yeah. You yeah. and I have yeah. to have a plan of oh, what oh. happens when yeah. things go fucking sideways. Yeah. And, th and they like to, they do like to, yeah. uh, um, you know, just oh, totally. laugh. You, you know, it's, we, it's, it's, it's scary. Like when, when I think about where my mental state was, when I started hellbender to what it evolved to, because yeah. like when I first started, I was like, well, these are experienced ultra runners. They should, you know, they should have some kind of knowledge and yes. unpack what they need. That's not the reality. And that's where I had to evolve to was learning that I need to state <laughs> what the, you know, what ultra runners should have on them you know well, oh um, yes yeah and you very clearly even at the yeti 100 when they yeah. go back up we've had people every year have to visit to the hospital because they get in hypothermic conditions right, right? right. because right. they've been running in 80 mm -hmm. and now they're in 40 yeah two right, right? <laughs> like and right. you have and yeah. like now i have to say to everyone like you said you have to have a jacket gloves yeah. at, right like this right. is not right. this is not up for debate and people yeah, totally you know what people's biggest like pushback is is weight and totally. i have never totally. found those things to be like that much weight like well, you know yeah and that and not having it has potentially put me at risk for dnf more yes. times you know than it should right yeah. like not have and that's where i learned my lesson i don't want people to have to learn that same lesson that should not be something mm -hmm. That even remotely is a possibility for somebody to be a dnf because they didn't have the equipment they needed you know and so uh, overstating that it, it's you know i think and you know for hellbender i put it in as many avenues as i could you know i had the yeah. hellbender podcast i did a youtube video on it i you know put it on the website the participant guide emails like just tried to reinforce it and people still did not have what they needed it's, so it, it's, it's a very it's tough right like yeah. and, and i know yeah. i i get it like i don't want to carry all that gear no you know and does, but uh, and but you know i pursue a lot of big mountains in washington mm -hmm. volcanoes and yeah. sometimes you get just stalled like yeah. and sometimes you things don't go right it's oh, and, yeah. you know i i want to keep doing this shit like you right. know what i mean right. to me there is no yeah. to me there's no honor in in, in perishing on the side no. of mount baker no. right no. like no. I, no. I, i'm out there recreating guys like yeah. you know yeah not, like yeah. having fun i'm not what's trying. a few ounces right like what's what's a few ounces and, and i I tell people, even in H9, a 90 degree race in August, I carry things that what if I get, have to be stationary and I can't mm -hmm. move for six to eight hours. I bring things to stay okay in that. And yep. I even have like a little $2 blinky light I wear in that because 
it's pretty wooded there and i turn it on before the race and that way if i fall off the trail on a cliff you know a chopper can see a blink right like (laughs) so i mean i try like nobody wants to think about that but no you everyone should right Right. and right because you want to keep doing this Mm -hmm. right like it's not it, it, oh, absolutely and just be as safe as you can you know yeah and, yeah well it's i mean it's incredible you know hard rock does not have a mandatory kit you know like they're, they're still on like the you know we assume you should know what you're doing if you're coming to this race which you know most likely most people do yeah. but you still yeah. have like you know i mean it's hard when we see the people like killian Durnay that's like has these minimal kits, you know, but we also have to remember how fast he's moving through these mm-hmm. mountains, but he still has the potential, just as you said, to be stationary for multiple hours if he gets injured, Yeah, you know, and yes. that's, that's where it's like, you know, okay, well we see this guy <clears throat> and you know, as a speedster, he's awesome and we can be inspired by him, but we should not take away too much from the elites. You know, these guys are moving so much faster potentially 10 to 12, maybe even more hours faster than, you know, people mid to back of the pack, which, you know, requires a completely different gear list. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. When you, when you finish in the daylight, you don't need much. No, no, (laughs) you you don't, you don't. Right. But like, you know, us that are going through the night and potentially another one, you know, like things like UTMB and hard rock, you know, that requires a completely different gear set. Um, yes. So like, you know, we, we see these and, and that's where I think the men, the mentality of the uh, minimalist comes into play. Uh, They're like, oh, these guys are doing it right. They're minimalist. It's going to be so light. I can move so much faster. But, you know, just that that little bit that you uh, put in there could save you hours. You know, it's uh, like, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I, well, sorry. And, you know, you're I've run a couple races in Europe and mountain races and mm-hmm. they have stopped me. I've been stopped twice in one race for mandatory gear checks. Yeah. Hey, yeah. like don't play over yeah. there. Right. No, no. And, yeah. And, UTMB and, did the same. And yeah. sometimes weather just goes sideways. Like you yes. start off and it's sunny, right. And Chamonix mm-hmm. and then you, you know, wherever. And then yeah. you're like, Oh no. Right. It's helling. I'm cold. Yes. I'm stationary. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. you know, yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I, it, Bighorn almost got me because I just didn't have the right gear. And I didn't pack it. That was part of the problem. Yeah. Is like you know, I, I like I was like, oh, I'll never need this. Of course, I did. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the weather forecast changed. Yeah, and I was like, oh crap, you know, this is really gonna suck. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, you know, overpacking I, is what I always tell my athletes: overpack. You know, like you may look at the yes. conditions, and you're you know, you're five days out. And then, you know, the day or two before that weather changes and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I don't have X, Y or Z. Then what do you do? You know, like, can you go out and get it? I mean, maybe it's, you know, you're not in a place that has that accessibility, but. Yeah. And moreover, now it feels like weather changes quite frequently. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, oh, totally. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Well, you know, and going back to to the races uh, that you put on, you had mentioned um that you're you're going to put on two new races in new mexico <laughs> yes new mexico um, <laughs> how, did, how did that come about like you know how we usually fight to get a permit yes <laughs> so i was reached out by uh the government and they it's smoky the bear's 80th birthday oh and ask if i would put on an event to celebrate smoky's 80th birthday where smoky was found and is and now laid to rest in capitan new mexico oh, right so i thought about what i could do and make a race accessible to a lot of people you know to come 
And so I found this great place where Smokey, you know, next to pretty close to where Smokey was laid to rest. And yep. um, so I thought about doing a race in, in Capitan and New Mexico. And so if you hit 80 miles, you get a Smokey Bear birthday, 180 mile buckle. So, nice. and the packet pickups at the Smoky Mount Museum where Smokey is laid to rest. It's a little town and uh, um, it's very beautiful in New Mexico. And oh, cool. then, what time of year uh, is this? In April. Okay. And then um, at the end of April, I have a point to point 50K called Cactus the Cloud in New Mexico. Okay. So uh, I really look forward to that. So right outside of, you know, it's it'll be, yeah, it'll be very fun. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, well, hopefully it'll be fun. It's very beautiful. I fell in love with New Mexico when I went out there to scope the course and everything for that. I was like, this is such a wild, and wonderful place right like <laughs> uh, billy the kid like name it right you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and uh it, yeah, it's some pretty cool history out there. i would just like be running and there would be just wild horses everywhere like sometimes <laughs> i wouldn't be running i would stop by like a local brewery and there'd be wild horses behind in the parking lot it's so crazy <laughs> i was just like i forgot like just how wild and wonderful like you know and there's great things to visit there. I went to the White Sands National Park and was just, you know, my mouth was on the floor. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I, I was like, am I on snow? Am I at the beach? You know, it's just, you know, yeah. 25 foot high white sand dunes and uh, and then, of course, aliens. Right. So it's like <laughs> all of all of the things in one state. So, <laughs> That's awesome. And, and beautiful running. Like, you know, you can do some was out there, like got a couple of really good training runs in at like 9000 feet, 10,000 feet up there. I was just like getting held at that. I love it. I was like, man, it's so awesome. You know, but cool. I fell in love with New Mexico and I was like, who else better than a Yeti to celebrate Smokey the Bear's 80th birthday? Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it came about, and I I think it'll be it's going to be a lot of fun for people, right? And yes. it's just a way to come together again and have fun, and you so, know, think about these, uh, you know, the icon that Smokey is in the United States, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. Um. So what? Um what is stirring around in your brain do you have any other races or formats that you're thinking of that you would care to share no i don't have any that i'm you know thinking about like you know kind of right here i do i am going to flip the snake bite like in a, on like the second or third year it's the 11th year this year was at nighttime i am mm -hmm. going to flip it back to night I, I saw you because i think that. people need more uh, like experience and trail running at night it's hard yeah. to find more these days right and cool. uh right where you just start at you know yeah. eight o'clock at night yeah. and run overnight and That's cool and that way if you have 100 right perfect training mm -hmm. stay up all day show up with a headlamp get some yeah. overnight training like yeah. and we all need that right so yeah, yeah. You know, the fun group so that's the mind but that's cool. you know i have uh nothing else on the horizon right like um yeah. i just uh just trying to maintain right? <laughs> <laughs> anything on the the bucket list for you um and, yes and uh, for me yes and i and um hellgate has been on my okay. bucket list for a real real long time and all right and did you I, find I it this it, year 
uh, I well, I put in an application. You yeah. know, there's no yeah. like register, register. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, uh, 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 and <laughs> you have a do you have a uh, a relationship with Dr. Horton? Uh, I well, we've met a couple of times. You know, we are on opposite spectrums of yes. race yes. directing, right? <laughs> right, yes. uh, as you might know. But oh, yeah. you know, yeah. here we both have the passion, right, yep. of yeah, people totally. and and running. He, he yes. rivals my own passion, but I, I sent him a a little note. It was like. Dave, like this, this might be the last time I have a good chance of, last year, of, you know, of yeah. finishing Hellgate. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, please let me in and don't <laughs> let it snow three inches. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, one I've had on my bucket list, just growing up in the yeah. Southeast, right? Yeah, like, sure. uh, yeah. uh, I've just, I've always had that on my list and, you know, felt pretty right good. Uh, yeah. I would like, and I would like to go back to Miwok uh, okay. this year. I like okay. I, I I love that distance. To yeah. me, it's good effort. You get to sleep in your own bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, there's a lot of you. If you're fast enough, you can be out to dinner with everybody. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and 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 uh, I'm I might go back there. You know. And then cool. I'm just preparing for Havelina in two weeks. So oh, uh, right. that's one of my favorite races. But it's very hard because it's going to be like ninety ninety one, right? Mm. But I do like the atmosphere of Havelina. I think it's a very fun one. And mm. uh, I tell people it's the only place in my life like where I get kind of irritated. Like the year before last, I was just broken, you know, and I was just oh. barely making it. And here comes these people buying like turtle costumes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like yeah. this perfect storm. <laughs> like I am burning up. And these people are in turtle costumes and surviving. Right? <laughs> that is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It put, I was just like, what a weird perspective. <laughs> so this year I got one of those like cooling hat, like those big hats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I just, I still think I'm going to suffer a whole lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's really runnable and it's hard not to just be moving the whole time, right? And then yep. Yep. when it's 91 and just all going to come unraveled, you're just kind of hoping for when <laughs> it don't cut towards the end, right? <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's great. That's great. Havelina, sure. Yeah, well, you know, Aravipa, they they put on some some cool races and I, you know, I just, I, like you said, I see our sport growing. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's good because um, the popularity is growing and, and we, we have to meet demand somehow because man, there's just, you know, there's, there's so many runners wanting to run races and without creating new ones, we're, you know, we're, we're going to be in short supply because, you know, it's, I, I don't know if the, the growth of the racing is going to meet the, you know, the growth of the, the sport itself. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting concept to think about because you know, I mean, obviously the, the more popular races, it's getting harder and harder to get into, yes. um, which, um, you know, do you have any of those that are on your bucket list? Uh, no, not really real hard ones, but I, I do know what you mean. I mean, even Havelina noticed had a 280 person wait list for wow. both, both distances in wow. each. So, yeah, I mean, so they sold out and then yeah. they have that deep away list for each one. Like, right. but you're right about the popularity. And I always, you know, tell people like some people don't get into some of the races fill up quick, right. That I have and other people have. And I'm like, you know, I just 
like, you know, it's, it's hard. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I typically probably like you do look at the calendar and try to make certain races priorities. And yeah. I, I have alerts on my phone, right. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Uh, they're on my calendar. When, when does the lottery yeah. open? When does <laughs> ultra signup sent me an email the other day, mountain mist open two minutes yeah. later, I was registered. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> how I do Like yeah. I, you yeah. have to, right. Totally. Oh yeah. You know what you're mean? Left out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and even though they've allowed more, a bigger field, I'm just like, I, I'm not putting that at risk. You know, I want to run yeah. that. Right. And, yeah. um, so that's what I usually typically do is that ultrasound has like really good reminders when yes. a race is going to open and yep. all that. Yep. So yep. Yep. I, ju I just make it a point these days now. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's, it's interesting too, like what we've noticed. Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm not putting on or a part of hellbender anymore, but what we've noticed is that like, you know, they'll open registration, you know, it will be kind of registrations will get a little bump when it opens, but like, it's really after the lotteries that yes, the race yeah. starts to fill up, you know, because everybody's kind of waiting to see what's going to happen, you know, and it's, that's hard to plan out your year, you know? Yeah. And oh, I agree. It's, yeah. It's that's tough, you know, like, cause you're waiting on, and then if you don't get in, then you're like, oh, well, what's my fallback, you know, like maybe you have a fallback plan, but some people don't. And then, you know, then they go to look for the, a race and they're like, oh, this looks awesome. It's sold out and it's 250 yeah. people on the wait list, <laughs> you know? So that's, yeah. what's, that's, what's difficult. Um, yeah. You know what I do with some is I will like, if people contact me like to who, you know, have they're like, Hey, I'm in this lottery. You know, I mm -hmm. really want to, I'll give them like a pre-registration spot. you right. Where I've yeah. got like, but when they can sign up with everyone, you know, they have to sign up with everyone else, but yeah. I try to be accommodating yeah, to people who have idea. a good race schedule. Right. Cause I know they need trainers leading up to it. Right. And, yep. and, uh, but yeah. it's tough these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, I pulled the Yeti 100 used to be a lottery because I was just like, I, I'm, I would just get bombarded with emails from people. Right. And I was just right. like, let's just sign up. Hell if ultra sign up crashes, <laughs> screw them, screw them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah right. Like, yep. um, yeah. I, I just, I, I just, cause people, you know, a lottery that's not like visible. I don't have the capacity to put, things in a turn style and pull them like and who wants to see i don't want to see that and uh, and i was like you know i think everyone just needs to be visible and needs to be open all right and just yeah. get up and i've defaulted now to get up sign up right like right right and and i try to put the races on like holidays like thanksgiving or halloween you know where yeah. i mean where you were typically might leave work a little more early you know things like that so yeah. you have time to sign up you know yeah yeah i like i just did my beginning of my 2024 and you know what i was noticing was like the registration fees like man like i mean it, most of them are on <sighs> ultra sign up i was like oh my gosh like you know, like what, how much money do you need to make off of, you know, like yeah. the registration? I, I, I don't know if you're feeling it where you are, but you know, like here, a lot of the, the lands that we run on have mm -hmm. went from these basic fees to now they are capturing gross amounts. Yes. You, you yes. know what I mean? Totally. And it's not like a little bit of gross amount, like where, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That <laughs> was, uh, so that's, that's, that's tough, you know, yeah. especially like, you know, when you're yeah. looking at your finances and how much you're going to charge, 
And I wasn't referring to just the registration no, fee. I, no. was, I was referring to like, you know, how much ultra sign up is making off of the oh, registration fee. Oh, their um, processing fee. Yeah, their processing lot. fee. Yeah. But I yeah, was referring I, to their processing I, fee. I I've known everything and, and I'm just like, I'm I I get I it's hard, right? I, yeah. I like how about this? I I keep snake bite the original price that it was $79, right? Nice. Nice. But really, really like it, those agencies that like you know, it's, yeah. it's a hot, like sometimes it's just, it's, it's a lot. Right. And yeah, I noticed yeah. that processing fee ultrasound yeah. is creeping, yeah. creeping. Yeah. So if you're a hundred dollars, 350 bucks, right. Well, that's another big chunk back there. Right. right? So, yeah. On the processing uh, fee, it's, yeah, you know, on, it's the, like, dang. on the, on the participant. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it's, I've, it sucks. Right. Like, oh, totally. I mean, yeah. Well, no, like, you you I mean, know, but I feel, I feel like everywhere in this world now, everything is up like 18, 20%, right? Like everywhere I go, it's like yeah. eggs, yeah. cheese, but you know. Yeah. No, and, and like you said, you know, on your side of things for your registration yeah. fee, that's when we go back to DuPont, when I talk about the DuPont race, that was yeah. one of their number one gripes was like, well, we're just not making enough money off of events. And I was like, well, that's <laughs> your fault. <laughs> like, you know, like. You're charging me this like at DuPont. It was just a, a one-time fee. Like you know, here's the permit fee. It wasn't right. like we're gonna take it a percentage of your gross or anything like that. Which is a lot of times like the um, the Forest Service will do. Yes, um, yeah. You know, but I mean, so it just depends on the entity. But like you know, that was one of their complaints, and and so they just had a um, you know an in-person kind of like you know express your grievances. <laughs> so I went in and you know <laughs> I, I said like, hey you know, like we love events at DuPont, like, you know, from, you know, my perspective as a runner, I loved having events there as well. Um, you know, and putting on races there was great too, but you know, like they said they weren't making enough money. Well, why don't you create a different fee structure, you know, like, so that you know, yeah. things can happen, you know? Um, but oftentimes like we don't get a lot of voices that just go out there and maybe it's because they don't know about these, these opportunities to go out there and voice their opinion to the forest. Um, yeah. But there's, you know, there's all these forums that people can can get involved in well, and just speak their mind or write a letter. Well, I also think about this. So let's think about Hellbender and mm -hmm. people that come from all over to run it. Right. All the beds and heads, yep. all the people in, in hotels, all the people in local restaurants, local right. run mm -hmm. stores. That's why you have events in these. Like why mm -hmm. do when people say, why do I have events in Bristol? Because we, we are left with tourism there mm -hmm. right yeah races are fun people want to run them totally. and tourism brings people in right yeah, yeah but but somehow i'm with you i stand like some of these public agencies is our land public land yeah. these events bring people from all over there yeah and yeah. really stimulate the local economy for sure you you know for those yeah. you, you know and yeah yeah i, I think I, I try to let agencies i work with like understand the what we're trying to do and it's very good like i there's like a program you can run where you uh people can put in their cell phone numbers it's op and it will not they don't know the person's names but it tracks where they went in the town mm -hmm. and you should see the data like it's amazing wow. like how you know like how about this i go over near Asheville. Like right. it's a lot of tourism, right? To yeah. all the breweries, everything, right? Yeah, like, right. and it really stimulates the whole economy, right? Because people mm -hmm. have to stay somewhere, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Then they have a yep. down day. So they go to the billboard, right? right. Like whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes people don't 
see that what's happening to no, that's or true. these that's true and and the all, turnover within the agencies themselves i don't know like how often you deal with yeah, it all yeah we dealt so, with was like it was constantly a new person you know like when we yeah. dealt with the the blue ridge parkway for instance which is um uh national park um not national park um what do they call it? anyway um you know they, there was in our in our span of permitting we'll, we'll call it a six-month span we were we went through four agents four permitting agents, you know, four different people. And each time, even though it was a digital <laughs> permit, they could not find that digital permit. So it was like, you know, it's, it's really hard when you have that kind of turnover. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't have you know, the same person throughout. They don't understand your vision and you have to remind them each time yeah. what your vision is. That becomes difficult, you know, yeah. especially when you have multiple entities that you're trying to communicate with. Well, yes. And that's and, you know, as RD, we think about those things, right? Like right. And, uh, try not to let the participant ever think about that. A yeah. runner, you know, runner right. like, you know, when I run the American River 50, I'm like, I've just spanned three counties here, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like sidewalks, I yeah. mean, I don't want to deal with that. Right? I hear you. <laughs> like, I hear you. Know, right? I was just like, oh yeah. man. But I, I think I think we'll see a change in the coming future where people uh where these start value tourism and what ultra running brings. It's a very low environmental impact on yeah. everything yeah. and high impact on tourism and local economy, right? Yeah. So yeah. You know, and yep. um, yep. and I like that even ultra sign up, you know, opened up trails to zero. So as a way for runners to offset the carbon footprint, mm -hmm. like and uh, I think that's a good deal for each race is trails to zero. So as people travel, like yes. you, you know, you can try to offset your carbon footprint a that's little cool. more. Right. You know, yeah. so and. and and then is ultra running the only one that kind of leading the those charges about carbon offsets and traveling to race? You know what I mean? And, yep. and like tourism, right? We've like you know, well, uh, races typically take place in these very small towns, right? And <laughs> mountain yeah. towns, and right. that's and it's you know, their runners are welcome, right? Because they are great uh, visitors of the community because they appreciate it. They run in it, they feel it right They're yep. yep. there. And, and so I try to remind all the, the That's folks awesome. I'm with and permitting. Right. And, yeah. and, and I, I like, go, oh, Hey, you know, let's, let's remember the good of all of this. Right. Yeah. Like it's a, yeah. it's a shit ton of work. I know it's a shit ton of work. Right. Yeah. Most of these agencies have been stripped down by the U S government to no staff. Right. 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 Or they used to have five people. Now it's two. Right. right? And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and like, I understand it gets stressed, but I tried to, you know, say, Hey, let's think about this from, you know, all yeah. the well, Airbnbs yeah. and businesses. And, totally. Town, totally. You know, and, like, and the more communicative you are, the more organized you are, the better your operating plan. Yeah. If you submit that to them, the, you know, the, the easier their job is, yeah, yeah, which I, I think they appreciate, you know, like yeah. that's, that's a big piece of it too. You know, it's yeah. just like, the more upfront you are about everything, you know, saying, Hey, here, like if I were to be sick and like somebody else had to take it over, this is what I would hand them. And this is, you know, bucks to nails. This is everything, yes. you know, like they could run the race without me being there. And then when they see that they're like, Oh, this guy's got his stuff together, you know, whereas like 
other times that people just come in, they're like, Hey, you know, I just want to kind of put on this event, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. and there's no plan in place like that, you know, and, but it was also like, I'm not going to say that that was like, you know, how I was up front. That was a long time learning. And I actually, it was one of the Rangers that was like, I'd like to see an operating plan and I'd like it to include X, Y, and yeah. Z. And I was like, wow, that's brilliant. Like, you know, so, um, but, but, you know, th this is things that oftentimes <laughs> we don't think about, right? No, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I agree. And just like you, I had to come on. I was just like you. I would walk in the office along yeah. a decade ago and be like, hey, we're whatever rates. Yeah, like, Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now right. I'm sending over like complex GPX, right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh, maps, you know, where even they can dial in on runners. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, you, you right. know, and yeah all this you know, oh, but also we're incredible. just getting smarter with safety yeah. protocols we are and, we are right yes. like ability to communicate and track is just it's vastly improved so it's, technology has really right. come a long way and i think you know well that's why most big races will have to have tracking all in yeah. the future right like right e even though like you know even though you still can't get it right like sometimes you're just out of range of satellite and cell and yep. you're just kind of in that void, right? Yeah, right, right. And yeah. even this year, the Yeti hundred, like people who call me, like, well, it's taking a while to catch up. And I'm like, well, they are just like in the middle of nowhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, the, yes. right. Yes, we're at and, the mercy of how good the technology is. Yeah, yeah. and so, I think, but overall, I think it's safe and keeps people like yeah. they can see you finish, see you right. go, and it's good. Right. Or at least you have a point, right? Like where, you know, maybe where it went out, you know, to yeah. where they're going, you're like, well, they should be in this area the, here, right? That's exactly right, right? And that new data they build and software, like, will, you know, alert you if, like, their track is, you know, stationary or they're showed up too late, right? Yeah, yeah totally. So, um, so I, I think things are going in awesome, uh, you know, Yes. directions of yeah. of safety for runners in the usa right so oh yeah and it, like i, I want to be cognizant of your time too so if, if we start running long you just say yeah. we're here oh no um, worries <laughs> okay um you know the the other piece of this and i actually i just got a survey that asked like how do you feel about drones at a race um what's your um impression does that bring something to the race do you enjoy that like the you know it's cool to see the live coverage but like i don't know if you've been at a race where you personally yeah, ran and there's, there's drones flying overhead but you know what have your takeaways been man i don't I, that's a very complex question for me because <laughs> i don't like them when i'm running but i yeah. really really like the fucking footage when i'm not running the race and the right like, and and, and, and i try you know I look, I, I think I, I, I don't know. Right. Like, yeah. like I just said, I think probably a lot of people are with me. Like you hate them when you're running, mm -hmm. but if you're at home watching a race, you're like, well, look at that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, look yeah. at Killian yeah. make, look at, right. look at right. Killian make the move on Jim Wobsley. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. or whatever. No, I, yeah. like, All right. So I, totally I, I definitely think that is, is something that I feel that way. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we go out to the woods, you know, to kind of get away from all of that, right? To get away from technology and noise, yes. and, and yeah, yeah. You know, so having them overhead is kind of that reminder that of what you're trying to get away from, and that's what I expressed, you know, in that survey yeah, was just I, like I try to get away from, you know, all of that, and like that just is a, a buzzing reminder of things that I'm I don't want to be near at that. Point. I, 
I agree. Yeah. I, I don't want to speak too uh, loudly about it because no. I found that things that I hate, I come back like a year later <laughs> and like, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. <laughs> It's, and, it, but again, it's, it's part of our evolving sport, right? And it's, it's not always our, uh, we can't uh, have the ability to do anything about it, right? Like, you know, it's it, it, like, we can't say, Hey, like, can you just <laughs> go away? Cause usually we don't see the pilot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I, yeah. It's very, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, and I bet a lot of runners stand with us where, uh, you know, when they're out running and uh, they don't want like, drones overhead but then they enjoy the footage at home because it makes them connected to their friends and the race and and it's not like it's a it's a constant right like this it's not going to follow you the entire time it's just like you may have like a you know kind of a quick overhead shot and and then it's gone but it is that moment it kind of takes you out of that present moment where like you're just all of a sudden distracted but yeah now if i'm enjoying life outside of an event race uh, I, I could understand if this was public land and the yeah. public was public is sharing this land. I'm saying no drones. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of times I'll be in like really, really amazing spaces and a drink drone comes into view mm-hmm. and there's just no drones allowed in those, you know, yeah. and yeah. national, like, right. And that's troublesome. Like, so I still say keep with that, right? Like we never, want to ruin someone else's experience in in that environment right yeah, and, yes. and 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 so yeah. for that reason i would more than likely say no drones yeah but yeah. because most races are run on public lands and yeah. Yeah. the public is out there enjoying them that time of the race and that's a great point i i found a lot of annoyance with with drones when i'm just out you know enjoying a hike and being with others and yep. you know trying to uh, so I, I definitely would default to no damn drones. <laughs> like, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's, and it, it's oftentimes like, you know, when you get into a more populated aid station that you're going to see them anyway. So it's, yeah, you know, and that like when I was at Bigfoot and ran Bigfoot, you know, like I came into, I think it was Ticketat, which is, you know, kind of later into the race, um, you know, over, I think over 120 into the race. Um, and you're, you're going into your second night, right. And you're just yeah. like, you hear this, this drone and you're like, ah, oh, dude, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like that's, yeah. So there it's, I don't know, like, um, you know, as I said, I just, I understand it's, it's going to be there, whether, you know, we prefer it or not. It's not like we can sign off and vote to say like, yes, allow them at the race or not. Um, but you know, as you said, I, I would prefer they keep them away from the public lands, not only for, for our you know, peace of mind, but for others that are trying to enjoy, you know, the, the sanctity of, of what they're, they're there for, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, <laughs> as, as you know, there's a whole nother Avenue when we talk yeah. about the, uh, the media accessibility, uh, but yeah. And I think we just keep evolving and like mm-hmm. try to keep, you know, and I think there's a lot of enough people in a sport to do the right thing and, you know, keep, uh, keep the, keep the, keep the boat moving forward in the correct way you know so yeah, yeah absolutely man oh man well like i said i want to be cognizant of your time we, yeah we, yeah we can, oh we yeah we can sure yeah we can keep going that's good. <laughs> thank you aaron i really oh, appreciate it yeah and, uh, dude um it's uh it's been a pleasure jason i really do oh, thank you i've enjoyed the conversation and the, especially the topics we brought up um best way to connect with you oh yeti trainers uh dot com um are uh yeti trot runners at gmail 
perfect. But yeah, yes. Put that it's in the awesome. show notes and I'll have people, okay. you know, like have them check out that New Mexico race. That sounds awesome, especially celebrating oh. Smokey's 80th. That's pretty cool. Yes, right? yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, so thank, thank you, you again, so, Jason. Hey, yeah. No, thank you. And I'll see you soon, buddy. All right, man. Thank you. Bye bye. Wow, Jason, thank you for such a great conversation. I really enjoyed where uh, where it took us. Um, we had nothing premeditated, preplanned. Uh, I didn't have any questions or topics that I really wanted to get into. Just wanted to talk to Jason. And man, that conversation unfolded and we got into a lot of stuff and I really enjoyed it. So thank you, Jason, for coming on and having that conversation with me. Um, got some really interesting conversations coming up as well. Um, Meredith Terranova. Um, nutritionist to the, uh, the, the ultra runners and well, to everybody, but, um, Meredith, um, I had a great conversation with her and she kind of picked apart my diet and my nutrition plan strategies for my races, uh, and just was, you know, letting me know where I was, you know, making mistakes, what I could be doing better, uh, and, um, you know, giving me some strategies to move forward. And so I thought, well, you know, if I'm making this mistake or these mistakes, <laughs> um, perhaps others are too and can learn from that. So Meredith is going to come on and, and talk about everything that I learned and um, kind of dispel some things that I was going through and, um, and you know, thought I was doing correctly. So, um, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk here pretty soon. Um, I'm, I'm, I just can't wait for that conversation with her. Um, I'm also recording, um, part two with, uh, Scotty Coomer from 10 junk miles. I'm going to be on the 10 junk miles podcast. So I'll alert you when that comes out. Uh, I'm also having, uh, another conversation with, uh, with another coach, um, about, uh, the, uh, the, the female menstrual cycle and how that affects females, uh, in their training. Um, an interesting discussion and something that, um, can be tough for females to discuss with a male coach, although females are becoming more and more comfortable. And I think males are becoming more and more comfortable in having that conversation. Um, it has you know, taken me some time to become comfortable with having that conversation, but um, it is something I am, I am more than happy to discuss with, with females, especially if it can help their training and racing. So um, we're going to talk more about it so I can learn alongside you, um, you know, some things that can help female athletes. So we're going to have that conversation as well. Um, I have others in the, the works, so some really cool guests coming up on some you know range of topics, which is what I love about this world of podcasting, is we can discuss so many different things, you know, not just within our sport, but in life. Um, just really, <laughs> really enjoying uh, the capacity to have these conversations. So I hope you're enjoying them as well. And if you have uh, a topic that you would like to be discussed, um, or um, you yourself want to be a guest, by all means, you know, let me know. Uh, give me a holler. Um, happy to to have you or or somebody that you'd like to hear from on the podcast. If they're willing to do so. So thank you for that. Um, I continue to want to say thank you to my Patreon supporters. Um, as always, you know, their, their continued support helps me keep bringing these guests on, keep recording, um, taking the time to do so. Um, I really, really enjoy this, uh, but I want to thank them especially for, for being a part of, of Patreon and for you all for listening. Um, I've, my, my listenership has grown. Um, you know, the, the weekly downloads is increasing and uh, I really appreciate that. It, you know, makes me feel great that that many people are starting to listen and be turned on to this podcast. So thank you for being a part of this podcast. If you 
feel that it's helpful or you like the conversation and want to share it with others, please do so. That really helps this listenership grow. And, um, you know, it's not the point of doing the podcast, but it really does help me and inspire me to keep doing a better job at doing it. So thank you very much. Um, other things that are going on, um, my goodness, um, I think I burned a hole in my wallet with um, Ultra Sign Up <laughs> this, uh, this past weekend. Um, I had to have some serious conversations, as we often do and should do, with the people in our lives that are affected by our races and our training. Um, I wanted to run Hellbender in 2024. But that meant in talking with a number of people because what's happening is Hellbender starts Friday morning at 4.30 a.m. And my kids, my high schoolers that I coach, will be racing their state qualifier on Saturday at probably 11 a.m. Um, you know, so my goal <laughs> is to make it and finish within that window before regional starts and have my wife bring me over to regionals so that I can be there for the kids for their state qualifying meet. But that meant communicating with my, my coaches, my coaching staff to make sure they were on board with me doing that. Cause I would miss practice the day before. Um, I had to communicate with my kids and let them know what I was thinking. You know, the, these kids are my priority and I wanted to make sure they understood that and that, um, I, you know, they were um, aware of the, what I wanted to do and that they were behind it and supported that decision. Um, I had to talk to my wife and my family and say, hey, is this okay? Does this make sense? Can I spend money here and engage my time and training uh, and, you know, make this my focus for, you know, May of, of 2024? So <clears throat> with all those approvals, as you saw or may have saw on social media, um, I signed up for Hellbender which then led me down the road to figuring out a good build. You know, um, I like to have some, some races to build. Um, you know, this, this year I really didn't have uh, many races outside the Grand Slam. I only did one as a qualifier for Vermont. But I wanted to have like some, some races to kind of get back into that mindset of racing. Um, I want to go fast at Hellbender. I, you know, I want to try to do as best I can at Hellbender and run a fast time. Um, so I'm going to re-engage my training. Um, I've decided I'm going to train myself um, you know, and, and listen to my body and, and just kind of go with what I know works for Aaron Saft <laughs> and, and train myself. So I'm going to be sharing my training and my journey. You can see it on Strava. So if you want to follow me on Strava, just look up Aaron Saft running his life, uh, you'll find me um, and follow along in that journey. But um, other races that I signed up for, um, January, the South Mountains um, Half Marathon. Um, I, I signed up for just the half to kind of kick off the season and get my, my, you know, my racing going. Um, in February, I signed up for Cabin Fever 50K in West Virginia. Um, super excited about that. Uh, not done a 50K or ultra in West Virginia, so it will be a new state for me to, to do an ultra in. I have raced there in sub-ultra events, but I'm really excited to, uh, to run through the, the New River Valley Gorge. Um, so, uh, super, super excited for that one. Um, let's see, um, no races in, no, there is a race in March. I am signed up for the heartbreaker 50 miler, which will be, you know, obviously very specific to, um, to hellbender, uh, sharing many of the same trails as hellbender. So, yep. Signed up for the heartbreaker 50 miler and then, uh, nothing in April and race hellbender in May. 
Um, yeah, my training has, has just kind of started picking up, going to take my time building my base here. I need to get better about running more zone two. Um, I find myself running quite frequently with my wife and she's a little quick. Uh, and you know, my heart rate has been more zone three than it has been zone two. So, um, I'm going to kind of calm my other runs down, um, and try to be more focused on zone two and building my aerobic capacity and getting that good base, that good foundation, um, for, you know, the training ahead. Um, as well as I've re-implemented strength training two times a week and one core workout. So working on my strength and uh, musculoskeletal system to try to help uh, make sure that I stay healthy uh, and range of motion. I've, I've, I've inserted uh, a fuller mobility routine twice a week. Uh, so working on everything, trying to, you know, kind of uh, take a step back and, and look at the big picture and make sure that I'm working on the, all those things to keep me healthy through this training cycle. Cause, um, I'm going to have some hard training and I'm gonna have some hard miles. And, um, you know, I was, um, looking at that, I want to make sure my body's ready for it. Uh, I am going to train by time. Um, you know, there will be, obviously the races will be in miles obviously, but, um, for the most part, I am going to train by time. Um, not worrying about how far I go. Um, I may pick a certain course every now and again and just do a course. Uh, and whatever that is, that is. Uh, that's the great thing about kind of training myself. <laughs> so um, that's you know the things to come and things to talk about. Right now, um, I'm kind of running about you know we'll say you know 35 to 45 minutes a day, just kind of regrowing after a month off um, after finishing uh, Wasatch. Um, I did put my name in the lottery for Hard Rock um, next year. 2024 is the direction that I haven't gone, and so if I get in, I will do Hard Rock. I will do Hellbender and Hard Rock, and um, hard rock, you know, I just want to get to completion, um, have both directions under my belt and then I'm done with hard rock. <laughs> uh, if I don't get in, I don't get in, but, um, you know, I, I'd like to kind of on the even number years, 24, 26, 28, um, you know, put my name in the lottery, uh, until I get in, um, you know, on the veterans list, uh, to, to run the opposite direction. So, um, you know, that's, that's a, a vast majority. Uh, uh, obviously it's a lot of what's going on. Um, cross country will end this weekend. Uh, so this episode will come out on, uh, October 19th, my birthday, uh, be 46 this year. Pretty cool. Uh, but this weekend, October 21st, the kids will race their last meet at the, uh, NC elite middle school state meet. So, um, coming to a conclusion, which, uh, is a little bit of sadness. I'm going to miss the kids. I uh, love working with them, but, uh, winter track starts November 2nd. So, uh, quick turnaround. So working on, you know, wrapping up the season with the kids at middle school and also working on getting everything ready for the high school. Um, my son's been training, getting in his base, um, excited for him. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what winter track brings for everybody. So a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, which has also meant that I have not finished the newsletter. Um, my apologies, but um, it's been extremely busy um, dealing with with all this stuff. With um, you know wrapping up the season, we've got uh, you know, obviously postseason parties and races and all this kind of stuff going on, and as well as getting ready for uh, indoor track with um, you know trying to build new uniforms, get those ready. Uh, just a ton of things that um, you know scheduling purposes and everything. It's just been tough. So um, my apologies for not getting that out. I will. Um, it's just, like I said, I don't want to rush and just put out a product that I'm not proud of. So, um, I apologize. It's taking a little bit longer, but, um, like I said, I want the finalized product to be, um, something worthy of your time. 
So um, if you're interested in signing up the newsletter, if you haven't done so already, jump on over to my website, runningislife.run, and um, you can sign up there. The newsletter is free. And um, other than that, man, it's been great. Um, you know, really enjoying things right now. I love the fall. I love running out there. I uh, love the, the change of the season. It's uh, love the cooler weather. It's just a great time of year. So I hope you're enjoying it as well. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me. Uh, all the ways to communicate with me connect with me. They're all in the show notes, um, as well as connecting with Jason. Uh, that's in the show notes as well. So thank you again to Jason for coming on. Thank you to you guys for listening and being a part of this podcast until next time. Keep moving forward, my friends.